You're listening to My Wedding Season, the podcast. I'm your host, Ida Glovic. I photograph intimate weddings and elopements in Europe. This is the show where I provide overwhelmed wedding photographers with the inspiration, tools, and resources needed to build a thriving brand and business. Based in Poland, Magic is an international wedding photographer. He's incredibly active in the wedding photography industry, and he teaches at different workshops and conferences. He shares his knowledge on YouTube and offers gorgeous presets. For about the past four years, Magic has been one of Sony's Europe imaging ambassadors. He's truly knowledgeable about Sony gear and is the right person to talk about the latest Sony a7 IV. And as a little side note, at the point of this recording, we're both under the assumption that Lightroom and Adobe Camera Raw still do not support editing raw files from the Sony a7 IV. But funny enough, after our conversation, we both updated our Adobe Creative Cloud and we were excited to see that it finally supports editing our raw images. Take note that Magic will be soon releasing a YouTube video where he shows us how he edits his images in Lightroom, so make sure that you subscribe to his channel. To find the link to his YouTube channel, his socials, and his website, make sure that you check out the show notes. This episode is not sponsored by Sony, it is an honest account of our thoughts and experiences. So now, without further ado, let's get this episode started. Hey, Magic, thank you so much. Yeah, I've been watching some of your videos and they're so good and they're filmed so beautifully, you know, which I love. I love your lighting setup, everything. I was just like, every detail, (laughs) really can see the passion behind it. So, hey, I would just love for you to quickly introduce yourself and also talk a little bit about being a Sony Europe imaging ambassador. That would be incredible. Yeah, so I have a weird name. Uh, it's Maciej Swalowski. Weird. It's nothing weird. It's I love Polish. your name. It's just <laughs> different. It's Polish, right? Yeah. So, but but serving uh, international clients, not speaking Polish, was always like sort of a pain in the ass to for them to remember my name uh, yeah. because I was they, like to read my name. Yeah. You, you just spell it. It's M A C I E J. So it's like massage, massage. So I like they never got it right. And and how I pronounce it often is machik, which yeah. sounds like magic. So yeah. So there's a lot of machiks that are magics uh, somewhere in the world because that's the easiest transition of the name to a brand. So yeah. So I changed my brand name. I changed my website. I changed my Instagram. Everything to magic, magic wedding photographer. So you can call me magic. That's definitely easier to remember, right? Yeah, I mean, what's so great is at least it actually fits your brand and the whole personality behind it. So yeah. You got lucky with that for sure. <laughs> yeah, that works. That works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I, I'm like right now, I'm, I'm of, of, of course building around that. So like everything I do works with the brand magic. So yeah, I have stickers. I have, uh, you know, wooden boxes with my logo engraved on it and stuff like that. So yeah, so everything comes down to that i need to learn some magic tricks that's the last step of the uh, yes. you know the process but i think you always have to watch out that it doesn't like become too gimmicky you know like <laughs> yeah, that <true>. it's too <laughs> literal <laughs> following because like you you asked also about that yeah i am i've been a sony magic ambassador for a few years now i think yeah, like since 12 2018 so it's been full three years it's gonna be four years in april this year so it's been a long time as well and it was funny when I became ambassador and switched to Sony those couple of years ago because that was still a niche brand, sort of. 
That was yeah. before they announced the, the camera A7 III that like kind of took the market, especially with wedding photographers switching from other brands to Sony. And so that was just before this this one camera. It, it was funny because I was thinking, should I should I agree to this? Like, uh-huh. like will it is it worth it? Like, is, is there something interesting in this? But I like the cameras, so I was like, why not? <laughs> sure. And and then like. Fast forward just a couple months later, everyone wanted Sony. Everyone wanted to be Sony ambassador. Everyone was like, Sony, Sony, so Sony, so amazing. Like, yeah, Sony's it got hyped cool really fast. Yeah, it got hyped really fast. Like, I think it's because I became ambassador, you know? <laughs> yes, you know, we were looking towards you. <laughs> you know, everyone our North like, Star hey, for sure. ambassador. Everyone needs a Sony camera now. No, just laughing. But that was like the really interesting times and you know, when I started, there was a lot of hype just right after. So there was like a lot of events, a lot of, you know, meeting people, doing events with Sony. So, yeah, that was cool. So what did you switch from? What were you sh- shooting with before? I was shooting Canon before, like for a few years. Mm. I did try every, okay. like, uh, like during the whole time of, of me being wedding photographer, which is like 10 years, I, I tried it all. So I had, ca- I had mostly Canon and for most of the time I had Canon's. But then I bought a Fuji camera, mm-hmm. then I sold the Fuji camera, I bought a Nikon camera, and I was shooting Canon, Canon Fuji, Canon Nikon. I bought a Sony camera as well uh, for videos. So I was doing Canon Sony, then I went full Sony. <laughs> just, yes, just I like, hear you. So that like was that. clearly like Canon at that point. I can assume you had the DSLRs, right? So probably yes, like 5D4. These were DSLRs. Yeah, 5D4s. I have two 5D4s, exactly. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what you switched from? The- yeah, so I'm very new to this. Like you cannot imagine the <laughs> past year was me asking everybody, "Hey, I want to switch. I don't know what to switch for. Should I go to, for the you know the Canon R6 or R5? I think yeah. a mirrorless is better or not." And then I mean, my husband <laughs> he doesn't care. At first, he was shooting Canon, and then he had the Fujis, and then he had also the Sony. And he's been trying to talk to me. So it was a lot of back and forth. And then in the end, it just, because I also do video, it mm-hmm. just in the end made sense to get the Sony a 7 And mm-hmm. I, I only have it for a couple of weeks and I've been busy. So I haven't really played nice. around with it how I wanted, but it's my first step into getting a mirrorless, which I know a lot of people are transitioning to as well at this point yeah. more and more. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. can speak to that, like what it's it is like. like to transition totally it's a pretty good start to be honest like we start with a7 IV, which is like very uh, like it's sort of entry level but then like it's like it's everything you would ever want from like i just bought i'm waiting for my two uh, a7 fours so i have one piece that that was gave to me the pre-production model so i'm still using that uh, and i've been using that for a couple of months it's a great camera and before that i shot a7 r3 uh, cameras so I had two a7r3 uh, and I was waiting sort of one camera that would fit my work and a7 4 is perfect camera so uh, I'm waiting for mine to arrive you you quicker than me you have really your own. you know yeah. uh, <laughs> well, we were on a wait list yeah. and then we just got an email saying it's coming through like it's ready. expedited nice. so um yeah, I got cool. one my husband Tim got one as well and then Love um it. I took over his A7 III. So that's going to be my A7. second backup. So, I, so yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So sw switching to mirrorless, it's completely new world, I think. Like this is something that we've been shooting with DSLRs and getting used to how to shoot with the camera basically because the camera had some limits and it was like sort of a process to get to DSLR that you have to use the viewfinder, that yeah. you better shoot manual because you don't see what are you doing and so on and so on. What, like, and you have to focus using you yes. know, the, the points, uh, which right now for me, after four years of, of, of using <laughs> mirrorless cameras that were completely different, it sounds like very old school way of doing it. 100%. Like, 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 it's like when someone like, gave me the DSLR like a couple months ago, I was like, shit, I need to, uh, I need to come back to it. Like, what should I do? Why don't, like, how do I do you it? You have I, to work you know, hard for your images. Like yeah, it's 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 definitely way way easier to shoot mirrorless these days because like the the only thing for me that I believe you are working with is your couple and a frame and yes. and that's it. That's you, right. like all that technical bullshit in between. Like, hey, will camera focus? Hey, is this going to be overexposed or is it going to be underexposed? Like nothing, nothing that's like gone. like this doesn't matter. It's gone. It's gone because you like when you look through the viewfinder and or through the screen right now like you you see exactly what you're getting yes so so first step that i do with all my mirrorless cameras i turn off the preview mode okay you know, the preview so when you take a photo and it previews mm -hmm. the photo for like two seconds or something oh like, you don't even like need it anymore i don't even need it anymore it's useless because right now before i take a shot i know it's what's going to be and i don't need you know the the, the photo blocking my view of of things happening in, in in front of me and you know it's it's funny because i was uh, it was always like you take a photo and then you take a peek at the oh, it's, oh, yeah. it's good, it's good my right? life and 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 then there's something happening in, in front of you and you you, you have to you know quickly yes. react to it like <laughs> and right now like no like you don't need to look at these photos anymore because you see that while taking photos you got like you see the the the, the color temperature you know the white balance Mm -hmm. You see the exposure. Is it bright enough? Is it like all of that? So, so that's like the, that's the big change, and I think that's also makes makes it easier to edit these photos later on because, like, when you concentrate, like when you set up everything before taking a shot, there's not yeah. much of adjustments that you're you make don't later. Like, barely. Yeah. You just you just probably apply your preset on this, and exposure is correct maybe you're going to tweak a framing by cropping the image or something like and bam that's like that that's it basically that's it so it also like makes it makes the editing part in my opinion quicker uh because it used to be shoot like shooting canon that you would underexpose for for for, for like yeah. probably nikon guys they were act like the, the guys that were shooting d750 nikons like it was very well known that the, the the sensor of Nikon D750 is better when you underexpose and then you bring back everything up in, in the post. in the post process. So I remember shooting with a second shooter who had D750 and she was looking at my images and I was like, "Shit, your images are done." Yeah. Uh, and like I don't I don't want to show you my photos. I don't want to give you my card. And I'm like, "You're gonna have to because I'm gonna need to edit your photos. You're my second." Yeah, shooter, right? <laughs> at the end she, you have to look and at like, it. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was afraid because she was like, "My photos, they're like they're completely dark. You, you, like there's nothing, you know, ready with my photos." So so that is a big change I think as well. And then that you know the AF system basically the autofocus. So so the the yeah, whole eye tracking, eye -tracking subject tracking. Um, the one that is in A7 IV that A7 III doesn't have 
is uh, is so-called real-time tracking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's the last one on the list when you when you take the list of the AF things right. the, the, on, the, on the bottom. It's I saw called that. Tra- tra- tracking. I think. Wait, where's my where's my camera? Yeah, even in one. video <laughs> mode, it's incredible. Like I've been just testing exactly. with my kids. Like the first time I pulled out the camera, I have two little kids, and then I was doing some test shots i was just laughing and laughing and then tim said what is wrong with you i was like it's it's like a toy like a game i was like especially this past summer with my canon i felt like i was working hard to get my images half the time like especially canon when you look at the photos you're not sure if it's focused i I remember zooming in i was like "Did, did i need to recalibrate this lens again you know, like, and a lot of my yeah. energy was on making sure the camera is working for exactly. me. And then I exactly. was using the Sony and I was just like, I can actually focus more on like what's happening in front of me. Like my mind is exactly. blown. I cannot express it. That's, that's, that, that's, that's 100% the switch the, to mirrorless. The, yes. Like you lose all that, all that worries. Like I've had, the, I've had it too. And I've had friends telling me about how much they were stressed because like for me, I am very much, uh, I, I shoot a lot. I shoot in burst. So when I had Canon, I, I was shooting 10 frames of everything. Okay. Just yeah. to make sure, yeah. you know, probably six of the 10 will going to be that, good. In focus and for, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, but then I, um, my friend who switched from Nikon was like, like all the time in back of my head, it was, is this going to be front focus? Is this going to be back focus? Okay, so am I, am I, am I right? Am I r- wrong? So, so yeah, so this is the worst state. Like this is taking away all the fun of shooting because you all the time, especially the situation like a wedding, you know, like a wedding moment, the the moments like, I don't know, kiss at the altar. Yes. That, that might just take two seconds. It's going to be super short. You know, it's going to happen. That moment. You're standing, you're waiting for it. And it's like, should I focus already and just hope that they're going to stay in this place and just, you know, hold my focus? Or maybe should I wait? And I was like, and you're just all the time stressed. Like, like, like now you just click on the subject. It's going to, you know, track on the face of the bride and you you hold your shutter half Mm -hmm. pressed. And you know it's gonna focus. Like no yeah. matter where she's gonna move in the frame, I am she can go to the middle for she the next go. season. Yeah, yeah. So this is crazy. Uh, so so it makes so much easier, especially for me. I still shoot burst because I love um, having opportunity. Like again, let's take this 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 moment of a kiss at the altar as a, as a great ex- uh, example mm-hmm. of how I shoot. Uh, I shoot the the more the the fastest frames per second option that i have so with a74 it's 10 frames per second okay right. and people often ask me like hey like you should 10 frames per second for weddings like you don't need this you're mm-hmm. not doing formula one race cars <laughs> or you know or or sky jumps or anything like this and and then looking at the example like the kiss at the altar that takes two seconds i prefer having 20 photos from that moment because you never know how it's gonna go. Oh yeah, and you it have like be the best short. kind of be, expressions, the be, best moment. Yeah, in that. Mm-hmm. exactly. So, so right now with the technology allowing me to quickly choose from photos to having you know big cards, memory cards that I don't have to worry about the space. Right. I don't mind having options to choose from, especially yeah. the moments that I don't have a control over, and that's like 
again, that kiss of the, at the altar is the moment that I don't have any control over. It. I don't have I like, you. is it going to be a long one? Is it going to be a short one? Is it just, or is it going to be like Have you ever super asked long? a couple to repeat it? Because that's happened to me. You, <laughs> like literally, yeah. I was just like, what was that? And I was like signaling. What was that? You missed do it. it. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. Like with a because big smile on doing... my face. <laughs> you know. So, exactly. So if you have like three frames per second and you have a moment like this, the camera goes like, chick, 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 chick. Yeah. And that's it. And kids could be in between photos. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> you sure. know, and so we might, so the, the situations like this or situations like I should often uh, stuff like, like adventures, uh, elopements and weddings like that. Mm. So we are I don't know, on the top of the mountain, super cold. They're walking towards me. Their wind is blowing. Yeah. So, and those are moments that I don't have control over what is going to happen with the hair, what is going to happen oh, with wind. like how they're going to look at each other, the wind and stuff like that. So again, having option to choose from. So doing like a series of photos, being like, and then I I can hold my camera not to my face, but you know, in front of my chest, for example, yeah. making sure it's 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 tracking the subject, and then looking at them and kind of posing them, or you know, giving them instructions. So, interacting, okay, now look at each other. Okay. yes, Inter exactly, interacting with them, not thinking at all about the focus or anything like that, just keeping my my shutter shooting yeah. <laughs> that's that's something that is just uh, you know the technology gives us this right now so 100%. why not use it again? yeah so like which cards have you chosen to use right now because like i know if you have like the mm -hmm. cf express like that's gonna be yeah you know, super powerful like are you using those or like what do you think about like people just want to stick to using sd cards like just normal that's a very good technical question, to be honest, uh, <laughs> because um, so A74 has this dual slot yeah. uh, and and the slot number one is is, again, dual, too, because it takes two different cards. It can yeah. take either SD or CF Express. And then the set slot number two is just an SD card slot. So for me and for most wedding folks, what are we doing? We are doing two cards at once and sh and and recording simultaneously oh, yeah, so having backup right away mm -hmm. right if you're gonna use two sd cards if no you're gonna problem. put because cf cf uh, cf express is three times faster as the fastest sd okay yeah mm -hmm. so in order to use that speed you would need to only shoot to that cf express so that is so actually using just right. one card Mm -hmm. because because if you put cfa express in slot number one and sd in slot number two the camera still is going to record to both of them at the speed of the slower one yeah because it can't so keep up the sd card cannot keep up to cfa so for example situations like this will limit the number of frames that will go to the buffer yeah uh, so if if you're going to use only cfa card you can take like 900 photos like like mm -hmm. this like just Phew. keeping the shutter yeah but if you use two cards it's going to slow down after 50 shots and be like after 50 photos it's going to slow down so there is not much of a advantage mm -hmm. of using the cfa express card during a shoot the only advantage i see is then when you take this card out and you need to copy those files to your computer it's going to copy them two times faster as well yeah, so you don't waste that time just waiting so for... So you don't waste mm -hmm. that time. So mm -hmm. if you are a person that is doing a lot of back-to-back -back weddings and you need to get those backups and the cards copied as fast as they can because then you get more time to sleep before yeah. these weddings or something yeah. like that. Makes sense. Then, then CF Express makes total sense because you can use that card. You can use the speed of that card 
on the not in the camera but then in the, your workflow mm -hmm. uh, but otherwise there is not much of a of an advantage of using that card so for me i'm getting these sd tough cards that the fastest ones 128 gigs um i uh, you can see them people can see them so i have these yeah. ones yeah oh okay. so right now i right now i have 64s and i just ordered 128 uh, gig ones uh, because the camera has more megapixels so I have more on these cards so so I'm going to be using these cards which are uh, equ equally fast uh, like th these are the fastest SD cards they can so in camera using these two cards is equally fast as using CFA and ASD I might over time grab some of these CFA because I like copying files to computer faster than slower who doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't but they're like expensive they're really they are, expensive. i checked it out and it was like 120 euros for 64 gigabytes and i was just like what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. they're Those very expensive building you know hold the cards uh you know workflow on these cards is just gonna cost you like you know another camera like which yeah, is crazy you know, putting like eight money. eight of these cards yeah yeah so so i'm gonna stick with sds uh but i'm taking the fastest sds i can yeah, makes sense. I think that's what I'm going to do, too, because I was just like, at 120 euros a pop doesn't really make sense. Because like a normal fast enough SD card for 64 gigs is like 18 euros. So I can get mm -hmm. a bunch of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's like 400 euro for the big one and 200 euros for the small one. So, yeah, there are. Uh, so small one, okay. I'm meaning 80 gigs and big one is 160 gigs. Because nice. they have different capacities, uh, 80 gigabytes and 160 gigabytes. So, yeah, so yeah. getting, you know, but that's not five, a must. five cards for 400 euros, it's yeah. like getting a new camera. You're spending <laughs> sure. 2,000 euros for a few cards. Yeah, and I mean, for wedding cool. photographers, I don't think, like, we don't need yeah. that, do we? So, so, again, only guessing there are people who would invest in that to shorten the time of the copying the files but most of us probably are copying the files over the overnight or something like that mm -hmm. so just putting the cars they're copying they go to sleep so they don't care how fast it is so again it's up to the user the end user and the person's workflow because it will decide like if you need it or not yeah and how about the battery life like mm -hmm. do you feel like it's uh, eating up the battery quickly like how was your shoot in madeira was that good no no actually yeah because like the the shoot you're mentioning the shoot we, we've done for for sony pre-premiere so, so sony asked me that that's actually funny funny story because the, the camera i think it was supposed to come out quite earlier because i i found out about possibly doing uh, like a launch video that was what is called so at the end at the, at the end of the day they 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 gave me like very little time yeah. to do the launch video. There's like, okay, the camera is announced like next month. Uh, we need the files by the end of this week. And yeah, what, what can you do with it? And I was yeah. like, holy shit, I, I don't have time. It's, it's, it's getting gray and cold here in Poland. So yeah, that doesn't what should work. I do? So, so, so I got the couple. Uh, I, uh, I had my video friend and I was like, hey, let's go to Madeira. It's always nice there. Uh, we're going to shoot there. And we were shooting for like three days straight. Uh, which was a dream. Uh, it a is a dream. I've done shoot. a shoot there as well. And I'm obsessed with this island. A amazing place. Amazing place. And yeah, shooting three days. I, I didn't like with the, with the Sony mirrorless cameras, at least uh, the last 
generation models like the A7 III, A7 IV, A9s, they use the bigger batteries. Okay. So the batteries are as capable as the DSLRs batteries. So I, I can shoot like with weddings and sessions like that. I could probably shoot full day on two batteries maybe. Oh, that's pretty. So, yeah, that's awesome. So it's just it's just super normal. I'd say there's there, there's no such thing. It was years before, like uh, probably six, seven years ago with with first generation of Sony A7, the second generation with Sony A7, so A7 and A7 II, they had the smaller batteries okay. and they were really bad. You had to have a like, full backpack of these batteries. And just you know change <laughs> just them because they were just every small. time yeah and just feed it every couple hundred of photos and now you can take two thousand photos on one battery and you know easily so for like on the wedding day i have two cameras on me and i have four batteries and usually those those last me and and then especially in the evening i take those two dead batteries that i you know replace in the middle of the day and mm-hmm. i put them in a charger as well so just in case i i need more juice you know around midnight or something like that no risking uh, that like yeah i never play around with like being stranded <laughs> you know so yeah. i always have a portable charger with me because you can't also oh, yeah. rely on thinking oh i'm gonna have like somewhere i could physically charge the it. outlet yeah yeah exactly outlet, yeah. But because especially you can use the power bank for mm-hmm. these cameras and just charge them with usb-c 100 um, so that uh, that's also super convenient so so yeah, like I, I think the technology is giving us uh, uh, more fun these days. Yeah, uh, because you, yes. you don't have to rely on 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 a lot of technical stuff, and you can just switch to being you and thinking about okay, how I want to frame this, how I what I want from this photo. So this is very convenient. <laughs> also, just talking about like because mo- a lot of photographers are also starting to do video, and if you j- can talk about how mm-hmm. it is actually for hybrid shooters pretty good and the video capabilities what's improved with this camera also just comparing it to like the sony a7 III because i'm sure people could be looking at these two cameras and seeing a good thousand euro difference right and Mm -hmm. to justify why the a7 IV over the a7 III so if you can speak to that a little bit that'll be awesome sure sure so so a7 III uh, is definitely still a very capable camera like that's for sure. Like yeah. it, it didn't change. It, it it didn't stop taking good photos or video. It's just A7 IV. It's a very nice upgrade in terms in terms of a lot of things that we've seen over the years. Sony introduced in all the other cameras that they came up with in the mid time and then in, in, in between. So I've I've heard it a lot that people are like A7 IV is like it's not enough upgrade from A7 III. But then you look at the specs and then you start using it and there is like tons of upgrades, uh, which is very surprising to hear that people don't don't see this at first. I think like the biggest the biggest upgrade that I, I, I'll talk about two about photos and then the rest about video because okay. I think there's even more with the video. But with photos, the two main ones for me is the higher megapixel count, which is like 33 megapixels. Comparing to 24 megapixels, yeah. which for me, I hate 24 megapixels. It's not it's just enough. Not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. I like cropping photos. I that's why I was using our cameras because they had 40 megapixels, so I can have more. I prefer 40 over 24, yes. but mm-hmm. 33 sweet spot for me. And and the second one is that real time tracking AF, so that tracking system of the AF system. It it, it doesn't work like this on A7. A7 III, of course, you have eye tracking. 
-hmm. but there is no such thing that it will grab the face Face, and whatever you will do with it it's just gonna continue to focusing on the face on the eye when the when the face turned to the other side it's still remember okay there there was a face here so i'm still you know recognizing that you are the attractive subject exactly this is this is the next level out of focus and then moving to video the same af system is now in the video which was not at A73 at all. Yeah, that's huge. So, so A74 gives you opportunity to film with eye tracking. Yeah. So you can just touch on your screen on the face of, face. of Bright, yeah. for example, and bam, it's just going to track this face. And that's, that's just mind-blowing in video. Because like, I think the, for the most photographers switching to video or trying to video or like, becoming hybrid shooters, that AF was always the problem like wait so i now do, do i have to now manual focus like all the video guys do because it, like it used to be this way you have to just you know turn that wheel you know that always i mean for me like i said like the even the 5d4 with like a big lens on it it's huge and always manual focusing that's hard mm-hmm. work <laughs> that's a hard work definitely and then you know remembering to focus and write this way or mm-hmm. not this way if someone is walking towards yeah. you so I'm speaking from my experience trying to do video back in the day when you have to manual focus the stuff. So, so right now this problem doesn't exist ex- as well. So that's, that's super convenient. And the second one th- that is, I think, very important is that 10-bit, 10-bit codex. So now you can yeah. shoot 422 10-bit video, which, uh, which I see a big difference. Uh, me being not a video, I'm not a videographer, okay? Mm-hmm. I am a photographer sometimes doing some videos and then doing my videos on youtube right so that's where my video skills are i i never color grade any big production movies or even you know wedding clips i like i i tried some wedding clips back a few years ago when i didn't have 10 bit i have 8 bit and trying to fix the colors that are mm-hmm. wrong because you shot them wrong it's yes impossible. i know <laughs> It's impossible. Like if you if you missed your white balance in a video, it's yellow. Like for example, artificial light at night or something. It's it's terrible. It's terrible, and and there's nothing you can do about it. You can maybe put a filter on it so everything is brown, not yellow. Now, yeah, you know that. So you know nothing. And with ten bit, you have a little bit more. It's still not not as capable as raw files would be, but you have somewhat more control over these colors and and moving those sliders later on so if you made a slight mistake you can bump the white balance you can buy more so there's yeah so there's just more flexibility here and especially for hybrid shooters that are not very pro in doing you know video and color grading stuff and you know making sure that the video has colors on point that's very um, convenient option to have. I, I think the only drawback, the only drawback is for people that want to do slow motion. So shooting 60 frames per second or possibly even 120 frames per second. So this camera doesn't have 120 frames per second. It does have 60 frames per second in 4K, but only in crop mode. So you have right. to use the APS-C mode, which which is a big bummer for many videographers wanting this camera as their main video camera uh, yeah they perfect, have to, I, I think mm-hmm. yeah they, they have to just use wider lenses to get the same effect or they have to buy a7s3 uh which has it all 
This is definitely, I wouldn't call it the perfect video camera. I would call it the perfect hybrid camera. Yeah, same here. Makes sense. And like, I just love like the button that you have on top. So while you're taking photos Mm -hmm. and you quickly want to take a video, you just click one button and it's filming already. That is massive. Like it's definitely made like whole body and the, the, the switch. You have the switch now on the top. This is the first time Sony introduced it. You, uh, you can switch to video mode with, um, that will change menus and everything in the camera to video, including the, the top dial. Yeah. So now, now you can do switch to video and do aperture priority or manual or, or mm-hmm. stuff like that. So there is a lot of, you know, also the ergonomics going to this camera to be super hybrid camera and i think like and i think they achieved the goal like for me again doing what i'm doing so mainly photography and then sometimes doing videos mm-hmm, and then doing yeah. talking heads youtube videos yeah it's like it's everything i wanted because i don't need a third camera right now no. i can use my two cameras my two main cameras and i can do all of i all i want with these two cameras if i would be shooting only video I would probably go with A7S 3 and maybe A7 IV as a perfect B camera. So a mm-hmm. second camera, because now it has the same colors, it has the same codec, That's it has the same yeah. AF capabilities. So the only thing that it doesn't have, it doesn't have like 120 frames per second, super slow motion stuff and, right. you know, some, some, some small details like that. So it's, it's, it's either perfect B camera or maybe perfect entry level, like I want to get into video camera. But still, for hybrid shooters, I think it's it's a banger. <laughs> so good. Like, have you had any type of like overheating issues, or like have they solved that with the you know the design and um, what they've done for that? Like, have you run into that at all? Like personally, I did not. So, I, as far as I know, this camera has the same kind of heatsink build as A seven S three, which should give you like hundred twenty minutes, I think of of continuously shooting video which no one does actually yeah um yeah just uh, two things you need to make sure that you change your camera to that it doesn't power off with the height there is this function i don't remember the name of it that you you turn it you turn it to the high temperature mode so it can take higher temperatures okay Uh, and then if you're filming a longer videos make sure you flip your screen off so it can give the heat back from the from the body and oh, i think a lot of people a lot of people are afraid when camera is getting warm and they're like oh my god it's getting warm it's heating up uh, and but that's that's exactly what the camera is supposed to do so it is built to give away the warm to the body mm-hmm. give away from the sensor from from oral all from the you know yeah. inside tech outside to the body so if camera is getting warm outside don't worry it is supposed to get warm outside because it's giving away the heat and that's why it's not overheating (laughs) so that's kind of that's funny because that's uh, camera getting warm is actually opposite of overheating if it wouldn't get warm yeah i think it's just just spontaneously like oh it's glowing like you know (laughs) it's heating up but um one thing i have to say especially is like i just love that they made it a bit like bigger and fits better in the hand. It's, it feels so much more sturdier than the A7 III. And that's huge, mm-hmm. especially like when I used to take the A7 yes. III from my husband and I used to put a bigger lens on it. It felt so out of balance for me. 
then I still mm-hmm. be like, um, I don't know if I can ever shoot with this. So I'm glad that's just going to be my second camera because on this, it just kind of, yes, it's put the bands back on. Yes, I, I kind of wonder how will you end up having these two cameras being like, you never use a7 III because you always want to use a7 IV. <laughs> I also so thought because... It's nicer and more convenient. Yeah, they've set it also differently. So like the next step is I have to take time and then the menus are different. I know that you can set menus these according to... Yeah. It's, it seems to be a science, to be honest. I'm a little intimidated to get into yeah. it, but it's something... So I, I, I am actually working on a setup guide for wedding photographers, how I set up my cameras, how I set up my a 74 how I set up my custom menus uh, for my YouTube channel. So Ooh. Magic Wedding Photographer on YouTube is going to give you all the uh, answers to, to your questions, probably within next month. I'm still working on it, so I can just have like a perfect setup. Still. The way I set up my cameras, the way yeah. I set up my custom menus, my custom settings on the top dial. Yeah. That's huge. Like, I'm going to link everything along with the video. Are you going to have some sort of downloadable PDF? Is, is it like clearer that way? Or we would just watch the video and then. Yeah, that's going to be that? video. Like, oh, I wonder, maybe PDF, next level shit. That's good. That's a good idea. I think it's good I because. When I was researching for this, I did come across another photographer who was talking about like customizing and all the menus and doing some sort of downloadable. And I was thinking something like that sounds super helpful. So if that's a good idea for you, I I could totally say do it. And I will be (laughs) you for sure. And I will wait for your video and your your guidance because I'm a tiny bit overwhelmed when it comes to this. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that um, some of the things that people don't know a lot about what to switch on, what to switch off, what is by default on, what is by default off. So yeah, and there's some you know some funny funny settings that I tend to use to just help me remember things uh, or making sure that I'm always in the right mode when I'm going for a wedding. So so yeah, so stay tuned for that. Oh, that's perfect, Magic. Thank you so much. But yeah, but just to just to comment on 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 what you said about the body build, I think that like what Sony is doing within the years and with like every generation, they do actually like they ask a lot for feedback. And I know the the managers of of Sony that I work with, they always read the comments on the internet. You know, they always ask people at the events like, "Oh, what what would you change? What yeah. you, what, what you like? What you don't like?" So they can just move forward and they then they provide this feedback back to Sony Japan, which is headquarters. And and I, I guess those, you know, engineers just working this out and things like the, the body bill, like the with A7 series, it started with like a very tiny camera, like the first one it had much smaller grip and was much smaller, all, like all the buttons, everything was much smaller. And then with every iteration, they're just, they're just tweaking it to the point that right now we have really really good big grip the buttons are well improved from the previous previous model so so i always enjoy this because i have sort of a bigger hands like i have a long fingers but i my, also my have very long that, skinny that fingers <laughs> yeah you could both pro- probably play piano too so w- when i have a bigger lens i i i tend to use like like rather smaller lens the bigger lens i have is the new 50 g master 51.2 mm. so that's the bigger lens i have um so definitely it's a little bit more convenient to have that bigger grip with the with the bigger lenses like this totally and like now that we're talking about lenses if we can just touch up on i personally 
I love using Sigma lenses. Those are the ones I was using mm-hmm. in my Canon. And for those who don't know, like I literally have gotten my lenses adopted to my Sony. And um, <laughs> my 35 millimeter is back. And the other one, they actually told me they sent it to Japan, the 24, uh, which I'm mm-hmm. excited. So it just costs a couple hundred dollars to get it done. And so, you can switch switch the back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can get that switch. So you don't feel like so it's you like I sell everything. I've tested a couple of the Sigma lens, lenses and thing. I think that the, the new Sigma line that is designed, especially for mirrorless, they only have, I think, three of the 1.4 lenses. They have like new Sigma 35.14 DGDN, and then there's Sigma 85.14 DGDN. They are much smaller than the ones that you are using because the ones that you are using were were designed for DSLR cameras. Yeah, obviously. So it's bigger, but and like that is why was... they need to be big. Yeah, because they have they have this different distance from from the sensor. They're they're gonna they're gonna work, and yeah. if you like the image, the image is gonna be exactly the same that you had. The bokeh, you know, the sharpness and everything is gonna be the same. Yeah. Uh, but then there's like new generation of lenses that is made especially for mirrorless, and using the advantages of mirrorless is gonna be definitely smaller uh and faster in terms of out, out of focus no i i use sony lenses as a sony ambassador you <laughs> there you are must. certain advantages like just to be clear i like i always loved using the the native lenses for mm-hmm. example like when i was shooting canon i was using canon l lens. oh yeah when when i was shooting nikon i was using the nikon Lens. Oh no, sorry. For Nikon, I had Sigma. That's right, uh, and I didn't like it. I didn't tight. like it at all, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't like it. I had thirty-five-one-four Sigma. I was like, no, this is not the image I like. Um, and so now with Sony, I like using Sony G Masters because I believe in the power of the lenses. Like the lenses is what give me the final image. But but the, the the biggest advantage right now it's kind of we start seeing this because a lot of people were asking me like, hey, how like th- does it make sense to pay you know, almost double for 35 14 G Master versus Sigma 35 DGDN14 because mm-hmm. they're they're both sharp, they're mm-hmm. both fast. You know, there's not much of a difference in terms of image, but uh, but we start seeing more and more advantages that Sony is giving to the new cameras that is u- that are using the 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 lenses that they design. For example, this is the first thing that uh, the, this is the first the time um, Sony introduced this feature to a camera, Sony A7 IV has something of, uh, called lens breathing compensation for video. Oh, okay. What is so that? lens lens briefing is if you have 3514, for example, G Master, and you're going to focus on something that is far away from you, and then for something that is closer to you, it's going to shift the kind of like zoom in and zoom out, shift the focal length. That is uh, huh. because it's, so when you are focusing farther back, just changing the perspective and the frame a little bit. And then you're focusing closer back and it's going back to, to a different, you, you can try this with, with, with any of your cameras that if like whatever lens you're going to use is going to okay. have, because that's the, that's normal. All the lenses are like designed for, cameras like mirrorless and DSLR are, are, are going to breathe. The, the lenses that are not briefing are the like the professional cinema lenses. Okay. Like those big bad boys that cost like tens of thousands of dollars 
are made for not breathing because like if you watch a movie in a cinema and uh, you you don't want like when it focuses from one person to another yeah, person, you don't want it to, to change mm-hmm. shift or, or something like that so um so uh back to our sony a7 IV has something that is called lens breathing compensation which which is kind of digitally uh, digitally uh removing that effect okay right but only with the lenses made by sony and yeah, only by specific lenses native, that it yeah. knows keeping it to the native because they know how the lens is briefing and so on so they can compensate this in the camera so so that is that is a huge one thing um that i found that a7 for especially for filmmakers will make difference if you get a sony lens uh versus any other lens and then there's there's one more visible kind of a feature like probably not much useful for wedding photographers sony a1 which okay. is like the top sony um camera it can shoot 30 frames per second so that's a lot 30 frames per second yeah. is like a video and not all the lenses can keep up with the speed of the camera because like lenses has to have really fast af system as well like motors that are moving the glass inside and also only certain lenses mostly g master lenses mostly newer g master lenses not even all some old sony lenses won't be able to shoot 30 frames per second but all the new ones are able to shoot 30 frames per second and then again all the third party lenses like sigma and, and so on just can't so there are some features that sony is introducing in the software of the camera or in the camera that will benefit the camera if you're going to use a native new g master lens uh which kind of makes sense when you look at it like the technologicals like in terms of technology it makes sense that they can utilize some of the features um totally and i mean obviously they also need to differentiate themselves to to make their sales let's just be honest you know um they need to say hey that's why you need to get our native Sony lenses, but in general, I just feel like it's awesome that we have different options for where oh, we're yeah. at. Oh yeah. You know, and I was just so happy that um I can adopt these lenses and that it just, you know, that's a, that's a big I think it's huge. That's a big advantage. And not only that you can utilize your old lenses, but you can actually buy so many third-party lenses. There are so yes. many because the the Sony system has the open mount kind of like so the mount technology is open to other producers so now if you are shopping for a 35 lens i think there's like 10 of them that you can buy you can buy a tamron you can buy samyang you can buy like i think there's like three lenses from sigma that are 35 there are five from sony so there's so many to choose from that in every budget you will find a lens for you you can find a cheap lens if you want just to build your system quickly and it's going to work yeah um then you can buy some high-end stuff if you want if you want 30 frames per second and all that you know features from the newer cameras so on so so there's plenty to choose from that's awesome there are a couple more points if you do have the time that i want to touch on before we finish up uh the first one is about low light capabilities of the sony a7 IV like have Mm -hmm. you tested it how's that iso working for you like um, if you can talk about that a little bit. Sure. Uh, so um, actually, I like how to, how, how to phrase it. I, I don't care about ISO. Okay. I, I, stopped <laughs> caring, I stopped caring about ISO a couple of years ago when the cameras started shooting 
12,800 ISO with no problem. Mm -hmm. And this camera has like even better ISOs than the camera that I used before, which was A7R threes. Is I, I think the ASO capabilities, if anyone knows A7 III, mm -hmm. are as good as A7 III. So you get more pixels right. uh, with the same sort of ISO capabilities. So you can easily shoot 25,600. And then if uh, I, I'm not, but I have friends using this, um, this AI noise reduction software. Okay, I yeah. Topaz, I think Topaz Labs, that, that's the name of it. And they said it's it's just working like crazy. So if you are afraid of grain and the like really high ISO values, um, then you can even get this on top of the of, of what camera does. But for me, I, like I truly stopped thinking of like ISO. It's not an issue anymore for me for a few years, and now it's going to be even better with A7 IV. So I have said. So I'm, I'm when I'm shooting, I I have auto ISO. And my auto ISO is uh, fixed to 25,600. Yeah, it just so doesn't go it, it above can that go then. to that value. So it can mm -hmm. go to that value with me not caring about this too much. Yeah. And um, how about just like the focusing? You've checked it out, how it works when like there's really low light. I'm sure it's like performing really mm -hmm. good. The, the, there is one thing with Sony um, cameras that you have to be aware of if you are shooting uh, higher as f-stops so okay. if you if you switch your f f-stop value to like eight or nine so f9 f11 maybe and you okay. are shooting in the dark the out of focus uh, might start working uh less effective because it, it has less light right uh, but that is also a feature that you can change in the menu it's called aperture drive and um, if you set this to a focus priority Mm -hmm. then um, it will act like um, on the technical level, it will just open the aperture from the time, like for all the time, because okay. the camera works like this. If you set your aperture value to F9, it will just close to F9. And what you're going to see on the screen and in the viewfinder is going to be exactly what you're getting in the photo. So F9 sort of mm -hmm. depth of field and everything will be exactly like in photo. But that means like the camera is, is giving less light through that aperture to the sensor, which means less light for camera to grab focus as well. Right. So, so that is why it might stop being a little bit less effective in terms of AF performance. And if you set aperture drive in the menu to focus priority yeah. it will open the aperture to like the value somewhere in between so it will open up a little bit okay. so wh what you are seeing on a screen and in the viewfinder is not going to be f9 anymore it's just going to be f9 the moment you click the shutter it's just going to close for a photo oh, okay for that moment so to it's open have that result. exactly so it's open for so you can focus faster that's Makes why it's sense. called focus priority and then it will just close for the actual shot. So that's something to keep in mind that there's, but that's, that, that's the problem only if you are shooting very high aperture values when it's really dark. Okay. Wow, that's really so good. So like dense floor, if you would be shooting dense floor at FIH, because you, for some reason you want to have a lot of depth of field. You no, know, you might want to have, you know, all the people in the photo focused. Mm -hmm. um so you might switch to f9 but then af system is gonna sort of like start hunting and not being super effective 
Okay, but now talking so about having like multiple people there, just generally mm-hmm. not, not like at F9 or whatever, but the auto focus, have you seen like, how does it perform when they have multiple people? Like, is it, you know, mm-hmm. choosing the person you wanted to choose or <laughs> how are you going about that? So I'm usually shooting with the flexible spot tracking. Okay. So what, what, so the, the, the focus area that I'm using is the, is the, is the point that yeah. I'm moving with my joystick. Uh-huh. So if I have a lot of people, uh, I'm, I'm just going to move that point to the face of the person that I want to track. And then I'm going to just hold my focus and just track that person straight away. So this is how I use the, the camera all the time, practically. Uh, the the joystick, only time, so when I'm shooting, good. yeah. So when I'm shooting portraits and I have only one couple in front of me, then I can easily switch to wide or zone because there's only two people in front of me. Right. And the camera is going to focus on either one of them. Unless I want a specific person to be focused on, I, I might go to the zone and wide at this time. Then if I want a specific person that I want to focus and track, then I'm going to switch to the point and then uh, use joystick to, or finger on the screen to track that person. Magic. <laughs> this has been like a, a lesson for me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, my last very point um, is like I've heard the dynamic range is pretty awesome on this one because that's another thing I suffered with the Canon. Like, how? Uh, what do you think about? It? I know you haven't been able to edit RAWs yet because yes. the room is not supporting it. But like, if there's anything you can shed light on dynamic range and like, that stuff would be awesome. To be honest, I yes, I can't. I can't because I can't <laughs> no. open these raw files and I'm in pain still because it's been three months since mm-hmm. I shot like tens of thousands of photos on that shoot. And I just only edit 10 because Sony asked me to provide them with 10 photos. Yeah. And I was, it was painful to edit. It was editing from JPEGs. So yeah. it is very painful. So I'm kind of waiting. And it's also like if anyone wants to subscribe to my YouTube channel, I'm going to be editing those files. Shout out loud as... and clear, please, Magic. <laughs> this is the place to promote gonna... all your things. And I, I just love it. So it's going to be all so linked, it's, it's, like so I I'm, said. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah, so um, as soon as Lightroom is opening those files, I'm doing a video on editing those files and, okay. and checking all those things. But yeah, but right now I only kind of saw JPEGs. Uh, they look great. They this, also something that that Sony tech guys told me in, in the briefing that I had before I got this camera was that they also work on a color science of the sensor. So okay. it is improved. It is said to have improved, uh, you know, the skin control colors and stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to move those sliders in Lightroom. On these yeah. files because jpegs they look amazing they really look great and in video when you go to s cinetone which is like beautiful a profile for video it really looks great and i i can see that when i'm started when i switched to filming myself for youtube using this camera yeah. versus when i was using my a7r it's just like it's a little bit better it's less less pink even and then so so there's less uh tweaking yeah. later on so i'm guessing it's true all what they said about the dynamic range and what they said about yeah. um, about that color science but mm-hmm. i haven't tested it to be like hey i checked it out it's awesome 
No, I, yeah, I won't, we're hoping it comes out say it. very soon because I'm super psyched about it. But like, hey, exactly how do we find you on YouTube so that we can check that out? And then your Instagram channel, sure. that's where you hang out. Tell us all the things. So, yeah, so like everywhere, like if you were looking for me, you just type magic wedding photographer. Three words, magic wedding photographer. It's on YouTube, magic wedding photographer. It's on Instagram, magic wedding photographer. It's magicweddingphotographer.com uh, for my website. So yeah, so magic wedding photographer is three words to remember. Yes. You have presets, <laughs> you have stuff for photographers. Especially for Sony shooters. If there are Sony shooters around or people are shopping for Sony, I like my YouTube is focused on checking the Sony stuff, but strictly at, in the wedding scenarios. Yeah. So th this is something that I was missing. When there's a new lens released, yeah. I was looking at all those reviews And they were showing me how to take a photo of the plant in their garden. And I don't care about the plant. No, we garden. don't at all. Yes. Like all I want to see is the couple or portraits or, you know, people like situation that would suit what I am doing, which is wedding photography. Yeah. Uh, that's why I decided to do it. Uh, and having access to these lenses and the cameras uh, gives me opportunity to make these videos uh, for, for people. So everyone can now like wedding photographers can now, have a wedding photographer shooting Sony, testing the cameras for them. So that's me. That's, that's your yeah. board, Magic. <laughs> cool. I am a huge fan, Magic. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, ah, it's been really good for me too because <laughs> I learned a whole lot, uh, even just reading to prepare and also talking to you. <laughs> a lot of like light bulb moments. Um, I'm super, super excited for this wedding season now coming up because I've been shooting be with amazing, this Canon. Right? for ages i'm done <laughs> it's it's, you know? it's it's time for for the future it Real is scammers. it really is like so. it's it's actually like it's funny because talking with you i still see a lot of people um, shoot, shooting dslrs which was like when i was doing events with sony here in poland mm -hmm. this is where i'm based off of. yeah. um we, we were doing them four years ago the first ones no one had like the dslrs was the <laughs> was the standard and no one had mirrorless yeah. and it was it was so funny to see that like last this year we, we've done a couple of these events and like 70 or 80 percent of people now are shooting mirrorless or at least have mirrorless and dslrs that like the, the four years ago it was the future right now is it's normal thing to do yeah. like shooting mirrorless and so if anyone is like still on the verge or thinking like should like will they benefit like 100 like And and not talking just purely Sony. If you're so we're going to switch to so the Canon mirrorless or Nikon mirrorless, it's going to be still better than shooting those DSLRs uh, in terms of technical aspects and just ease of shooting. The only problem is that we are all going to end up having more photos, good photos on our hard drive. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> so we, we need more hard drives now yeah you know they're getting cheaper as well yeah true so i think we can manage it's it's all we can good balance that out yeah it's all good it was such a pleasure talking to magic about all things sony and gear once again all his details are in the show notes i've also included some recommendations and amazon links to sony gear and other lenses so if you're interested in that make sure that you check it out Thank you so much for tuning in and I'm wishing you all the best in the upcoming new year.
Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of My Wedding Season, the podcast. To be notified as soon as a new episode goes live, make sure that you subscribe. I'd love for you to write a comment or leave a review. Let me know what you want more of. For the show notes, head on over to www.wedding-photography-podcast.com. Cheering you on and until next time.